0: Good day fellow investors, welcome to the Modern Value Investing podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day fellow investors, welcome to the Value Investing channel where we look for low-risk, high-reward investments with a margin of safety. Such an investment is CorePoint Logic, which is the largest position of Dr. Michael Burry, the famous investor that was represented in the movie, The Big Short. So he shorted the housing market and now he is long hotels in the United States. In this video, I will show you my analysis of CorePoint Logic and why I think he is long, what kind of defensive investment it is. Let's start. So the content, introduction, the business analysis, the cash flow calculations, what return to expect, selling properties to unlock value, what are what is the actual value of the properties beyond the counting numbers, stock catalysts already there, expected to materialize in 2019, 2020, the risks and the investment strategy. As I said, from the big short, Michael Burry, so he has, Disclosed his positions as his fund, Seon Capital Management, went above 100 million in assets under management, and we have seen this and some other positions that are mostly land value-based. And probably CorePoint Logic is in the same positions. CorePoint Logic is a real estate investment trust, REIT, owning hotels that belong to the La Quinta brand. It's a spin-off for, from the La Quinta company that merged with, with him and the stock hasn't been doing well since then. So it's down what 60% since the spin-off. That's normal for spin-offs as they're usually unloved, misunderstood, and underfollowed. So let's see why did Michael Bury buy the stock? So since his exposure got disclosed, the stock picked up a little bit, but then quarterly earnings came in that had an impairment of 150 million. Nobody liked it very much and the stock dropped again to the current levels, dropped to 10 and now it's a little bit higher, but okay. Let's see whether this is a value investing, a good value investing opportunity, or at least why is Michael owning it? The business analysis. The hospitality industry is a complex one where it all goes around room values, revenue per available room, occupancy, etc. But at the end, what makes things simple is okay, tell me what are the cash flows for investors, which within a REIT usually show up as dividends or as buybacks if there are some asset sales and similar. So with the company. Uh, they have 40,000 rooms, market capitalization of 665 million, debt of 1 billion. So when we add, add everything up, the market is valuing a room of the company at 40,000, 41,000 dollars. Daily rates for the room are 90 dollars. Revenue per available room is 59 due to the occupancy of 66. Similar REITs, a little bit more expensive luxury. Chatham Lodging Trust has a market cap of 900 million with 585 million in debt. Revenue per available room is 134, so double CPLGs, but it has only 6,000 rooms. The value per room for Chatham on a double revenue per available room is 250,000. So you see the discrepancy in value. Apple Hospitality REIT has a market cap of 3.65 billion, debt of 1.4 billion, and 30,000 rooms. The value per room is 166,000. Revenue per available room is 105. So the decline isn't that big on the lower revenue per available room. So we might think, okay, CPLG's rooms are worth more than 40,000. Probably, perhaps, if you put it into a perspective, 60, 80,000. However, it all boils down to funds from operations. Apple's is 400 million, Chatham's 130 million, with a bit more of debt. So the 900 million market cap, 165 million for CPLG where the market cap is is 665 million. From that perspective, also CPLG is cheap. When it comes to hotels also, you want high EBITDA margins, which give you more safety. Apple has very high EBITDA margins, 37% compared to the rest. CPLG has much lower EBITDA margins, but you have to segment the portfolio. There is the core portfolio with 35, percent EBITDA margin very high but that's just a small percent but it makes almost half of the EBITDA other core portfolio has a much lower margin so there are room there is room for improvement 50% of EBITDA non core 76 hotels have just an EBITDA margin of 8% the company will either transform them or sell them where there might be value unlocking because it really skews the number, makes the average look much worse than it actually is because it doesn't contribute to EBITDA, the non-core hotels, but it lowers the averages and the available cash flows. And if there is a recession, these non-core hotels would probably lead to significant losses. The guidance for 2019 is flat, 180 million in EBITDA, eight to 9% of revenue goes for capital expenditures. They have 1 billion in debt, 2.5% plus LIBOR. So let me round it up to 60 million in interest payments. So the available cash flows for investors is 43 million on a market cap of 700 million is a return of 6.1% which is in line with the dividend yield or just below it. The buybacks of another 50 million make this look like an attractive investment. But this is not a business yielding 15% as the company without asset sales will not have an extra 50 million a year to do buybacks. However, value can be unlocked by selling the properties. The asset value is supposed to be 2.4 billion according to HVS And this is also on the books given the current market capitalization. There, you already have a discount of 50%, which is might be one reason why Michael Burry is buying. You are practically buying hotels across America with a 50% discount. Book value of assets 2.4 billion, debt 1 billion, thus, the value is 1.4 billion, market cap just 700 million. I went to look at the list of what they own and what they could sell and found the following. There are many hotels with extremely big differences in book value. So on top of the discount of 50%, there might be more hidden value. For example, their hotel in Sheboygan is valued at 828,000 and it was built in 1975, refurbished in 1996 for the last time. However, with seven Free rooms with a starting price of $75 per room. I find it hard to believe the value is only $800,000. That would be just $11,000 per room. So if they sell this lot, they might get more than $800,000. And I have found a similar lot much further from the highway. This is really on the highway in Sheboygan, selling for 800000 So Probably the value and what Michael Burry is looking is that the value of the underlying assets is much higher than what is on the books, what they spent for this. Or if I go to Salt Lake City, they own free hotels there where the book value goes from 2.5 million to 8.4 million on a similar room number, 100 to 122 rooms for the hotels, and the price of the rooms is also there, from, what, $100 to 120, 130. I have in euros because I did do the research from Europe. One of the hotels was built in 1997, while the other two are 20 years older, therefore probably the higher value of the newer hotel, but the land next to the salt lake city airport must be value valued more than probably 2.4 million etc so if the management now has free hands to dispose of the assets that are incorrectly priced or not yielding enough as a hotel but might be more valuable especially in texas as something else Then over the next three, five years, we might see a lot of value unlocking, a lot of cash flows from asset sales that would lead to more buybacks, more value, better investments, better capital allocation. And this is another reason why I think Michael Burry is investing. Plus, there are already some catalysts there. As we said, portfolio transformation is one, asset management, initiatives, so proactive, changing the values of the hotels, unlocking the values of the land of something. And then La Quinta merged with Withham that now goes from a loyalty customer base from 15 million to 60 million, which might lead more customers to La Quinta hotels, higher revenues for CorePoint logic. And there might be always consolidation, but I don't know how much value will that add because it's usually done with leverage. If they improve revenues by just 20, 30, 50 million, so just say 6 7% over the next year. Let's say EBITDA goes up 20, 30 million, that improves cash flows by 20 million. That's a 50% increase in free cash flows, 50% increase in dividend, and there you would see immediately a stock price shoot up by at least 50 to 100%. Given the book value, there is a margin of safety. Plus, as a normal spin off, There was just one analyst covering the stock at the last conference call. So it's really shunned by investors. Those who got the spin-off stock usually don't know what to do with it. And when they see the stock price go down, they sell it, sell it, sell it, get rid of this. Let me stick to La Quinta, which was what I was owning in the first place. So typical, normal spin-off behavior. Probably we have reached the bottom as the value of the hotels provides a margin of safety. However, there are also some risks. The main risk for CPLG is an economic slowdown, less travel, less business, would lead to lower revenue and lower cash flows. However, higher margins offer some kind of resilience in case of recessions, but they need to get rid of the non-core hotels first. I managed to find La Quinta's annual report and in their risk description, they tell tell you how revenues declined 17% in 2009 and EBITDA 30%, 17% decline in revenue for CorePoint, which is a little bit different in the business model as they own the hotels, would erase the EBITDA and make it not profitable, probably lead to a dividend cut, which is the biggest risk, but they might survive or barely survive without fire sales etc so you never know when a recession is going to come however if they stick to the core high ebitda high beta margin hotels they might easily survive the next recession and then you have a company that provides stable cash flow stable dividends current at 6-7% which is okay. Something the investment community might have missed is the government shutdown that will certainly impact hotel revenue when those disclose their revenues for Q1 2019. To January probably 4-5% less attendance in hotels lower prices that might lead to negative surprises when we see the results coming this or next month. So, as for the investment strategy, if I look at purely the cash flows now, they are yielding 7%. If the management re- manages to restructure the company, they will yield 10%, which is a great improvement and the stock price would really explode on that. Then there is the unlocked asset values, which I think Michael Burry is betting on. So when I combine all these three ratios, I think there is a margin of safety, not in the form of the stock won't go lower. The stock can always go lower, especially if there is a recession, but in the form I will not lose my capital permanently. So as a value investor, understanding Michael Bury, he's now on the defensive in the late part of the economic cycle. So he looks for value that will weather the cycle and give a yield in the meantime as the cycle evolves. So if you're looking for a defensive play that can go lower in stock price, but not that much in value, then score point lodging should be your Uh, investment or should see your portfolio exposed to it for me I'm looking for a 15% return on investment from the business so 7% is a little bit low now even if it goes to 10% from a read I am going to put this on my watch list cover the stock look how it develops how the economy goes and then if there is a recession then I will look at buying it or Really compare it to all the other companies on my watch list, which is now already at 2020 something. So I have a lot of stocks to choose, and this is simply not that good as others because the current business yield and the future potential is not at 15%. However, I understand Michael Bory's defensive approach to this, which leads me to believe okay, he's happy with 7 to 10% plus the additional bonuses from the asset sales, which makes this a really good investment, not amazing, it's a boring investment, it's a boring industry, mid-scale, upper mid-scale hotels, so select service, nothing special. N- the hotels do- don't look amazing, but stable, nice, and steady, and this is what core point logic is. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you and I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.